Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your almost weekly podcast about teenage vampires from Mystic Falls, Virginia, the people they love and the people they kill. Um, My name is Beth and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host Claire and we're excited to recap season one episode 15, A Few Good Men. Yes, you may recognize A Few Good Men as the name of a movie. Was that Tom Cruise? I think so. Is that where you can't handle the truth comes from? Definitely. I don't think I've ever seen this movie except for like (laughs) snippets when I was like eight. So it's super appropriate because there's some truths that people cannot handle (laughs) in this episode. (laughs) And it's also a joke because the central town event of the episode, because they all have one, Mm -hmm. is a bachelor auction. With a few good men. Hey, bachelor auction, sign me up. Yeah, except this, the pickings were slim, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. So last week, we closed with a, one of those jabronis in the tomb, kind of <laughs> sipping on the trickle-down blood from the wall from Damon's tantrum, and heading out into the wilderness. And we kind of pick up right in the same place with this recently very mummified vampire wandering through the woods yeah so he's kind of wandering i guess and he comes across a hiker and he's like excuse me sir what day is it and he's like thursday (laughs) that's not what i meant he's like no no what year is it and he tells them 2010 so finally we know what year our show takes place in um and He's like, hey, man, are you okay? And the vamp- and why are you wearing those clothes? Oh, yeah, he got so judgy, right? He's, yeah, yeah. he's like, he's wearing like these like old-fashioned clothes, but they're like totally ragged and dirty. Because he's been in a tomb for 160 <laughs> years. He doesn't have a top hat on. <sighs> Boo, top hat man was left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the hiker asks him his name, and he says, I'm... Harper. Harper. I was going to say Hayward, but that doesn't, didn't <laughs> seem right. Um, and he's like, sir, you seem like a very nice person. And then the hiker looks confused for a second. And then Harper just straight up attacks. But he apologizes first. Yes. It's like, sorry, girl, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So Except that- in old timey speak. <laughs> so then we cut away for a second and then we cut back and Harper is has taken the the hiker's clothes and he's doing it to blend in with modern day society so he just left a corpse behind lying there in bright blue boxer shorts i know it looked so weird it looked more like a sexual crime than a murder so he's going commando for this whole episode keep that in mind (laughs) and he just starts uh shuffling off uh but suddenly his pocket the pocket of his stolen shirt starts ringing He's like, what is this demon sound? Oh yes. So he, he reaches yeah, he reaches in and it's one of those like tiny Nokia like phones with actual buttons and he just looks at it and he like holds it in both hands, like by the fingertips, and stares at it and is like, What? And then just throws it on the ground and walks away. <laughs> it was so funny to see that for sure. I kind of feel like doing that with my phone sometimes. Same. But then what would I, I do? Then you'd just pick it up and hope that it didn't break. Yeah. But those Nokias could deal with a lot. True. You could, like, stomp on them and they would still be fine, unlike the iPhones of today. True, true. 
Why can't we get back to those golden days of Nokia flip phones? And Snake. And what? Oh, Snake. And Snake. What do you think I said? I thought you said and Snake, but it took me a minute to figure out what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, yes, the game. I remember it as actually a PC game from very early like home computers that oh. was called Rattler Race. Is that when they were Apple's? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember that. I was too. obsessed with it. It's the best. I digress. Uh, so him kind of walking off into the woods is the end of the cold open, and we then go to Elena, who's sitting on her front porch, leaving a voicemail. At first, I thought she was leaving it for Stefan, because she was being all, like, caring and shit. Yeah. But when I thought about it, I'm pretty sure she was talking to Bonnie. Oh, probably. I thought it was weird that she was calling Stefan. Yeah, I was like, where did he go? Because she's like, I hope you come home soon. And blah, blah, blah. But then the next scene, Stefan's just, like, there. And I was like, oh, she was talking to Bonnie. Because right. Graham's just died, and she's, like, gone to stay with fa- other family members or something. I know. But R. she, R. like, ended Grams. it with, I love you. And I was like, oh, you do love Bonnie. Even though you keep her out of the loop on very important information constantly. <laughs> So true. Yeah, I didn't put two and two together. I just had no idea who she was talking to. So that's good to know. Yeah, I mean, usually when Stefan or Elena are talking to somebody and seem like they really deeply care about the person, it's each other. Yes. But Elena does care about her friends, I guess. I think so. Sometimes. Yes. So Aunt Jenna comes home and she's like, why are you out on the cold porch, weirdo? And Elena's like, oh, I'm writing in my journal. Graham's funeral really gave me mom and dad funeral flashbacks. I'm sad. And then she kind of segues into, oh, speaking of my sadness, you promised you would look into the Isabel situation. Like, what's up with my birth mom? Any news? And Aunt Jenna's like, well, fuck. I have been holding on to this bombshell for a minute. Yeah, and Jenna got all sketchy. And she's like, why don't you come inside with me? So they go inside, and Aunt Jenna sits down at her computer, and she's like, well, I've been binging some information for you recently. I'm just like, stop trying to make Bing a thing. I understand that it was 2010, but no. Well, she has all this lead up of like, I knew that there was this high school that we thought the runaway might have gone to, and I thought maybe like she had a friend or boyfriend from there that we could look up. So I binged it. (laughs) Yeah. And she did bing it. It was better than when Jeremy binged vampires or Jenny Humphrey binged cancer. Because she actually, like, used proper search terms. Like, such and so high school in quotation marks. And Isabel in quotation marks. And so she eventually uncovered a, like, high school yearbook picture of somebody named Trudy standing with a girl named Isabel. And it's this picture of, like, this... They're both cheerleaders. And the Trudy person looks, like, really peppy and happy. But Isabel has, like, pasty skin and long, lank, dark hair and is, like, staring daggers into the camera. Yeah, it was, like, she just looked like a vampire in that That picture, you said. Yeah, it was super weird. She looked miserable. Yeah. And that's not normally how, like, cheerleaders look in yearbook photos, I feel like. And that's not how she's described later. Spoiler alert, uh, we meet Trudy, and she says something about how... Isabel was the star cheerleader and all the boys were there for her. Yeah. I was like, she looked like a miserable pain in the ass. <laughs> Preach. Which She's I guess so could dead. be somebody's type. Yeah. But anyway, uh, 
she's in like, and then there's this kind of awkward thing where I was on a date with Alaric and he mentioned that his dead wife uh, was named Isabel and lived around here once upon a time. So there's that. Yeah, I feel like that was a little premature. Yeah, she it's did like, not have nearly enough information. No, Isabel is like a common ass name, I think. At least it is now because of Twilight. There's more than one person named... Wait, is there an Isabel? Isn't oh, she's Bella? Isabel Swan. Okay, yeah. Well, it, on, the sh- on this show, it's spelled I-S-O-B-E-L. Get the fuck out. Yeah. That's it's, horrible. Is- Isabel. <laughs> what is that? Spanish? I don't know. Isabel. Isabel. Destinos. <laughs> La Katrina. <laughs> we just really heard the beer sloshing in that bottle. Just Sorry, like... everyone. <laughs> anyway, so Elena's like, well, fuck. I hope that's not true because I don't want my birth mom to be dead, too. I'm already two parents down. I know. It got so real. Like, what the fuck, Aunt Jenna? Like, keep your thoughts to yourself until you know. <laughs> keep your stupid comments in your pocket. Yes. So now that Elena is sufficiently worried that not only are her two parents that she ever knew dead, but also likely her um, biological mother, we pop over to see how Damon is holding up. So as we know, last episode, Damon was pretty distraught because Catherine 1864 wasn't in the tomb and it appears that she had just been trouncing around the country and or world for decades without looking for him or trying to find over him. Over a century. Over a century. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to soften the blow there a little bit, but true. So Damon is just having a sadness orgy. Uh, he compelled a bunch of sorority girls to come over and dance in their underwear while he drank their blood and probably fucked them, which is rape. So yes. they kind of gloss over that. Like, the girls are having so much fun. And they're like, ooh, do I taste better than my friends? Oh, like, it was girl, so no. disgusting. They did not consent to any of this. No. And Stefan comes in and he's like, what's going on here, Damon? And then he's like, oh, hey, Buzzkill Bob. What's up? <laughs> and Stefan, like, expresses some sort of mild concern about the, like, sorority orgy that was going on. Um, but... Damon is not having it. He's like, there's nothing to worry about here. Like, I have to go some, exploit some women. Just leave me alone. But he reassures Stefan that he, at the end of his party, he's going to take them back to their dorm and they'll wake up thinking they just blacked out. And like, you sound like the rapiest rapist. And that's because you are. <sighs> you are disgusting. I know. That was the worst. It was really disturbing. It's like, narratively, we're supposed to be feeling bad for Damon and understanding his motivations. But if you think too hard about anything he does, it all just falls apart. I know. It's so true. For the past couple of episodes, I was really starting to like Damon again. And I, like, had a lot of sympathy for him. But after this, I was just, like, super grossed out and disturbed. Yeah, it was bad. So I think aside from just interrupting Damon's orgy, the reason why Stefan came in is because... He wanted to ask Damon if he remembered um, that he had come across Isabel at one point. Mm -hmm. So he comes in and he's like, hey, do you remember this lady named Isabel? She lived in North Carolina. You probably had some contact with her. And Damon was like, nope, don't care. Like, leave me alone. And Stefan's like, man, this is really important. Like, try and remember. And then Damon's like, nothing is important. But he leans in really close and whispers it in his ear. And even though I've seen this episode many times, for a second, I legitimately thought he was going to kiss Stefan. I know. 
Well, you brought up the fact that all of the characters talk so closely in this show. Like, yeah. like inches away. Staring into each other's eyes, no matter like what the tone of the conversation is, prolonged eye contact. So I always just expect everybody's going to kiss each other. And a lot of times I'm right, but sometimes I'm wrong. Usually <laughs> when uh, said persons are of the same gender. Yes. Because... Spoiler alert, the Vampire Diaries doesn't handle gayness very well. No. We see that coming up real quick with the return oh, of Oh, God, Cooper. I forgot about that. I'm thinking of, like, seasons from now. Oh, okay. Well, they already <laughs> made their first little jab right now. Yeah. Inappropriate. So, we go over to Matt Donovan's house, and he's, he has Caroline over, and they're sitting on the couch, and he's forcing her to watch sports, because of course he is. And like he would, he would. Ugh. Some girls like watching sports. That's great, but Caroline clearly is not one of them. And God bless her. She's just like, I'm bored. This is stupid. Why yeah. are we doing this? Let's make out instead. Yeah, bless you, girl. Like, also, why is he rather watch sports than make out with Caroline? Because he's a fucking idiot. Oh, God. So finally, he's like, okay, we can turn this off. And like suddenly, they just rip their shirts off. Caroline is wearing this, like, maiden form bra that definitely is way too mature for her age. It is. I liked it, though. It was, like, It was purple. cute, but it was not a high school bra. No, definitely not. No, that it was, like, a Julie like... kind of teal. Yeah. With, like, black lace overlay. We were really staring hard at Caroline's tits. We were. Is the moral of the story. <laughs> but they start, like, making out. And suddenly, somebody bursts in, and who the fuck is it? It's Julie Cooper! Julie Cooper in the house! Oh my god, from the television gem, The O.C. Yes, she is most famous for having played Misha Barton's uh, crappy mother, Julie Cooper, Mm -hmm. who uh, married an old guy for his money, uh, almost poisoned him, Fucked her daughter's ex-boyfriend while he was still in high school. Wait, who was that? Luke? Luke. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. She was a gem, and she continues to be a gem on this show. It was really typecasting. She was the same character here, Except right? poor. Oh, yeah. Except poor. That poor was the trashy. I feel like I love Julie Cooper on the OC, though. Am I wrong? She I can't remember redeemed now. herself eventually, I think. Uh-huh. But she was also always kind of shitty. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's still kind of shitty. So she comes in and she's like, oh, gross. Like, do you really have to do that on my couch? And then Matt's like, mom? And it's like, that would be fair if you lived in your own house, like, even 50% of the time and had not just, like, abandoned your two children, not even come back when Vicky disappeared. Right? I know. Ugh. Yeah, so we kind of leave that for a second, and we just establish that Matt's mom is Julie Cooper, and she's here to <laughs> cockblock them. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we cut to, I think, the town square where somebody is putting up a big banner for the Founders Bachelor Auction. Yes, so I really loved this scene because I feel like one of the major plot movements in the Vampire Diaries Diaries is hanging up banners about events that will happen Mm -hmm. later in the episode. We see it with the dance, we saw it with the career fair, we saw it with the Halloween party. I think we also saw it with like the game where uh, Mr. Tanner got killed. I think there were banners involved in all of those things. This so, yeah. banner actually looks like it was made by a professional banner-making company rather than drawn by children. <laughs> yes, this is true. 
So Alaric and Jenna are hanging in the town square and hanging it up, which is a little weird. Oh, right. But why was it them? Like, they are not really involved with the founders too much. Well, Jenna married into a founding family. Or no, she didn't. Her sister did. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Jenna's not married. Uh, So she's kind of an honorary (laughs) Gilbert, and they were founders. So she probably volunteered help or something. That's true. Alaric is complaining because he got roped into being one of the bachelors. And he's like, well, I may be a bachelor, but watch this. And he kisses Aunt Jenna square on the kisser. Whoa, on the kisser. I get it. That's where it comes from. Whoa, you'll learn something new every day. (laughs) That was not a subtle nickname for a mouth, and yet I legitimately just got it. (laughs) I guess I always knew it. I don't know. I I was just born with this innate knowledge that the kisser was a mouth. The kisser is a priori knowledge for all you you, uh, philosophy fans out there. Oh, see, there's something I don't know. I'm more of an a posteriori girl, and that was not an innuendo. Anyway, I'm I'm making a confused face here behind the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Aunt Jenna's like, oh, God, I want to, like, fuck right now. But I really, before we do, I need to share something with you. Yeah. So she drops the Isabel bomb and is like, did she ever have a kid? And Laura's like, fuck no, my wife never had a kid. What are you talking about, crazy person? Which is how everyone would respond, because most yeah. people's spouses would tell them if they had a child. Yeah, not that they have to. No, but they just would, you would yeah. think, if you had like a relationship Usually. where you shared things about your past, I guess. So Aunt Jenna just straight up pulls out a, that picture of Isabel that she found on Bing, Mm -hmm. And she shows it to Alaric. And maybe I missed something here, but it seemed like all of a sudden it was like, that's her. And then he knew that she lied about having a child. Yeah. And like the girl in the picture does not look like the actress who plays adult Isabel. Like they're both white brunettes. But other than that, (laughs) maybe he saw pictures of her when she was younger. But he's basically like, oh, yeah, that's Isabel. Fuck. She never told me. But, like, why does the fact that Aunt Jenna found her online have anything to do with the fact that it was Elena's mom? You know what I mean? I just feel like there's a continuity error. Wrapped up in my drink when, like, Aunt Jenna started explaining her Bing adventure. But there was some explanation that had to do with, like, the high school that she went to. Okay. Like, it had to be. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was that her... Elena's parents knew what high school she went to. Yeah, something like okay. that. Okay, I got you. So this is uh, two consecutive scenes where uh, a couple gets cock-blocked, once by their mom and once from beyond the grave. So it's really not a good day to get laid in Mystic Falls. No. it Was it cock-blocktober? <laughs> Probably. They did say it was getting chilly. Yeah, it could very well have. Oh, well, it's after Halloween. Oh, So true. it must be November. Oh, yeah, we haven't had a Christmas episode yet. Yeah, I don't know if there will be one. I don't remember. Anyway. So I think at this point, um, we leave Alaric and Jenna hanging up the sign, and we cut to Elena ringing someone's doorbell. Mm, Yeah, she's, like, at this kind of dilapidated-looking giant house, and she knocks on the door and seems really nervous. And she had had a conversation with Stefan earlier about... What Aunt Jenna told her about this lady named Trudy, who is her mom's best friend, and how she didn't know if she wanted to go see her. And Stefan's like, I'll go with you. But Elena has gone to Trudy's house by herself. 
Yes, and she doesn't plan on going. She said that she's just driving by and that something kind of compelled her, if you will, to swerve off the road and go and find Trudy's house. So she rings the doorbell and Trudy is like a young-ish blonde woman, opens the door, and Elena asks, did you know Isabel, whatever her last name is, Isabel Fleming, and kind of a look of recognition waves over Trudy's face and she's like oh oh my gosh yes are you her baby pretty much (laughs) because again a white brunette couldn't be anybody but her everyone has white lady face blindness in this episode (laughs) or like white lady face recognition or over recognition (laughs) yes the opposite they're not all related (laughs) but she's like oh well why don't I, I'm gonna make some tea? Do you want some? And Elena is like, sure. And there's like a big production of her walking through the door. Yes, because I think that they're trying to point out that Elena was able to walk in without Trudy specifically inviting her yes. into the house. Correct. So uh, she goes inside with her. Uh, Elena asks her some questions about, you know, when's the last time she saw Isabel? Because Elena's not sure yet that it's the same Isabel as Alaric's wife because she hasn't talked to Jenna today. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really hoping that it's not because she doesn't want her to be dead. But Trudy's like, oh, well, you know, after she had you, she left town and she moved to Florida for a while. But then she pulled herself together and got a scholarship to Duke. And Elena's like, fuck, North Carolina. Yeah. It's it the same clicked. damn bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alaric fucked my mom. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> so Elena's like trying to ask Trudy like some information about her past because she wants to know her birth mom and she asks about, you know, if if Trudy knows who her father is. And Trudy doesn't really have that much information. She's like, Yeah, we were close in high school, but then we kind of drifted apart. I never got your mom to fess up who the dad was. Which I thought was a weird way to put that. And she looks really sketchy when she's saying it. Yeah, she was, like, clearly lying. For, I don't know. I did never get her to fess up. <laughs> Why does everybody become Southern when we do impressions I don't know. Them? I'm sorry to our Southern audience. <laughs> oh, yes, our vast Southern audience. <laughs> so she, like, the kettle starts whistling and she excuses herself to the kitchen and pulls out her own flip phone and <sighs> texts somebody, She's here. Yes. What is this trifling you-know-what up to? We don't know. And also, like, that person was just, like, on speed dial. Like, how long was she waiting for Elena just to show up at her house? Like, 20 years? Or 16 years? (laughs) I don't know. I Just in this scene, and hearing them say that it was 2010, I'm like, is it really only seven years ago that the flip phones were, like, the hot thing? I feel like... I feel like they must have filmed it in, like, 2008, because I think that flip phones were over by 2010. I kind of thought so, too, but maybe not. Technology just moves so fast. That's true. Listeners, please let us know how stupid we are about the timeline of cell phones, because we're confused. What year is it now? It's 2017. Oh, my God. So... I know that I had a non-smartphone five and a half years ago. I got my first smartphone, I want to say, 
It was my first year working at my current job, so it was only like three years ago. Okay. So I guess I, I didn't have a flip phone, but I had one of those with, with a slide-out keyboard at that yes, point. Yes, that's what I had So before. I guess, yeah, seven years ago, it might have been legit. This is a really long conversation about flip phones. <laughs> it is. Need, the truth is out there, and we need to know We it. need to understand where we're coming from in order to understand our future. Clearly, the most important thing about this episode is the provenance <laughs> of flip phones. Yes. So... After the sneaky texting, we go back to the Donovan household, where Mrs. Donovan is being a straight-up asshole. (laughs) So true. Oh, my God. So she's, like, talking with men. She's like, really? You got to get with Leslie Forbes' daughter? Oh, Oh my God. God. Like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm shocked. That ain't right. I know it's 2010, but come on, people. Sure, Forbes, you know, wears her cop uniform all the time and has short hair, but that doesn't mean anything. Her husband is the one who's gay. FYI, Kelly Donovan. Yes. They could both be gay. We don't know. Oh, is her name Kelly? Yeah. Is that why we called Matt Kelly on last episode? It must have been. We must have have known somehow. But it's also like she's trying to make a clever pun because Shara Forbes' first name is Liz. Oh. So she's like Lizzie Forbes instead of Lizzie Forbes. Yeah. I feel like there's so much animosity there. I feel like we're going to find out something. Yeah. Like, what was the deal? Yeah. Like, clearly Kelly Donovan has some, you know, feelings about being white trash and other people in town maybe thinking they're better than her Mm -hmm. so maybe there's something with that but it's you know what you don't know caroline i mean you might know her a little bit but how well could you know her you've been out of town bitch yeah it was dumb i was mad at her screw you julie cooper go back to the oc where you belong yeah and she's like asking matt like oh like I don't know. She says something like, she's your fling of the week. And Matt's like, no, she's not a fling. Blonde's and the she's flavor like, of the month. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Blonde's the flavor of the month. And Matt's like, mom, like she's her. not the flavor of the month. I like her. And then she's like, okay, so she's the one. And then Matt's like, well, I didn't say that. And I was just like, Jesus, Matt, come on. Give us something to work with here. Get it together. So we leave that beautiful conversation and hop over to the town square where we find out that there's a mini version of the Boston Monument or whatever. It's like a very awkward statue in the middle of the square. Yeah, it sure is. So Stefan and Alaric are meeting in the park, um, I guess just to kind of like check in because Stefan knows that Alaric thinks that Damon killed Isabel. Yeah. So I guess they're just doing, like, a friendly Mm check-in, which is weird. And they've both just found out individually that Isabel was Elena's mom. And so Alaric just goes up, and he's like, well, I just learned something. And and Seven's like, oh, so Jenna told you? I'm like, okay. Yeah. They just, like, literally walked up to each other in the middle of the town square to confirm that they both had the same information. Yeah, so Alaric pulls out this paper picture of Isabel, which also seemed dated to me, and hands it to Stefan, right? Yeah, because Stefan is like, you cannot do anything about this. Like, please have some self-preservation. I will handle it. But Damon's really uh, volatile right now. You can't really rile him up. And Alaric's like, but my wife. And so (laughs) Stefan says, okay, well, do you have a picture that I could show him to jog his memory? And so he pulls out this, like, faded, folded-up picture I'm like, what is this, her senior portrait? <laughs> it was her profile picture. Yes, it was. So he promises that he's going to keep on subtly asking Damon about it. 
as though that's even possible for Stefan. And Alaric is just, he's real mad, but he's keeping a lid on it for now. Mm-hmm. So I think that we get like a little bit of a flashback during that meeting in oh, the square. Yeah. Um, Alaric is thinking back to his time with Isabel um, and her drive to prove that vampires exist. So we see that they're kind of having a little bit of a spat one night before bed. She's up late working on her vampire thesis and he's like, come to bed. I'm in a threesome with you and your computer. Wah, wah, wah. I'm a giant man child. She's like, I'm trying to do my work. But yeah, so she's just really into the idea that vampires exist and her research is going to prove it. And she explains Mystic Falls to him. So it's the first he hears about his future oh, home. Oh, that's She's right. Like, there are animal attacks where people are drained of blood. I'm like, even some like random lady in North Carolina figured out that this is bullshit. And yet the town has just been like, oh, okay, there's a wild cougar on the loose. I know the founders are keeping it under lockdown, but somehow it is all over the internet 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, great job. Way to go. Um, my favorite part of this scene is that Alaric is like, you're just like Mulder, but hotter. I don't know what that is, do I? From the X-Files, David oh, Duchovny. Oh, I got you. Like, Alaric has a thing for David Duchovny. It's no big deal. <laughs> but he's love also it. being really patronizing. Like, that's why I love you. You believe in so, such stupid shit. It's so cute. Yeah, and she's like, maybe she says this later, but it's also in a flashback. She's like... I know that I'm a terrible wife and a terrible person, but that's why you love me. I'm like, stop being so self-deprecating. Like, yeah. you can do your work. You like, have you your don't passions. have to prioritize only your relationship over everything else. I mean, vampires are a stupid thing to be obsessed with, which is probably not the right thing to say on our vampire podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, she found her bliss. Yes. Leave her alone. So after that flashback, we kind of revisit Elena and Trudy. And uh, Trudy has the tea, and Elena's kind of still trying to get information out of her, but she's being sketchy. And then she's like, you haven't touched your tea at all. And Elena drinks it, and she's like, what the fuck is in this? Yeah, she's like, and then Trudy was like, oh, it's just a mixture, mixture of herbs. And Elena is like, I know vervain when I taste it. No, she was like, oh, is it vervain? And apparently she recognizes the smell from her necklace. And from <laughs> Stefan's Etsy shop of oh, right. vervain-based jewelry. <laughs> from, like, weaving it into the fibers of Jeremy's wristband. <laughs> Speaking of which, people who weren't in this episode, Jeremy and Tyler. Bless! And also, also Bonnie, but you, sometimes you gotta give something up to get something great. That's true. And Bonnie deserves an episode off after That's dealing true. with the death of drunk grandma. Yep. R.I.P. girl. R.I.P. And while we're doing our R.I.P.s, R.I.P. Vicky. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Vicky. I know. Oh, we forgot to mention in that scene with uh, Matt and his mom that he's like, oh, hey, have you heard from your other child? And she's like, rolls her eyes like, oh, Vicky will come home when she needs something. How could you be so unworried about your own child? You birthed that child from your vagina and you don't give a shit. Right? If you ever find out that she's dead, you're going to feel really bad. You will. So Elena is, like, concerned that Trudy is trying to feed her vervain and kind of knows that Trudy knows that vampires exist. Yeah, because she puts the, puts the pieces together that Trudy was testing whether she could come in uninvited. Mm-hmm. She verveined her. 
So clearly there's something vampire-related happening. And she's like, what the fuck is up? What do vampires have to do with my dead mom? Like, I don't get it. And Trudy's like, get out. Get the fuck out. You have to go. You have to leave. So Elena doesn't really have a choice. Trudy pushes her out a little bit. And then when she gets outside, there's just like a man kind of creeping up the street, staring at her. He's walking down the middle of the street. Yes. Which never ends well when there are people in the middle of the street. I know. The last time that usually happened, she ran someone over. Yes. But uh, she just kind of gets in her car and hightails out of there. And was it like a Mini Cooper? Like, Yeah, like where did her car come from? Because she just crashed one. So apparently they have oh, yeah. a lot of funds to replace cars. I guess her inheritance. <laughs> so we then go back to the Mystic Grill where Damon is sitting at the bar by himself drinking... And Alaric comes up and is like, bourbon, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then he orders himself a drink. And they banter a little bit about, mm-hmm. like, teachers drinking during the day. And Alaric's just being creepy and, like, staring at him too much. And Damon is like, is this guy hitting on me? Like, what's going on right now? Yeah. But he kind of lets it go for a minute because Sheriff Warps comes up and... She's like, I really need a favor, Damon. I'm like, oh no, what vampire-related shit is going down now? I know, what special tool do you need? Is it a very important crystal? Is it a compass? <laughs> that would be really funny if Sheriff Forbes like, just learned about the very important crystal today. <laughs> it would. Like, like, now that it's no longer yeah. needed. <laughs> but no, she actually wants to ask him to fill in for uh, the bachelor auction, because they're one man short. Yeah, and she's like, Damon, I know that you really go under the radar, but you're one of our town's celebrated heroes. And I'm just like, please! Oh my god, no! So Damon pretty much says that he'll do it. Yeah, and he says it in the most creepy way possible. He says like, oh, a room full of women fighting over who gets to go on a date with me sounds tasty or something like that. Yes, this is like one of... I'm like, the first does... of his many, like, taste women puns of yes. the episode. And, like, how does Sheriff Forbes not, like, get, like, red flags in her face at this point? Like, that's a fucking creepy and weird thing to say. It is, but she thinks that Damon's a town-celebrated hero. Yeah. So, I guess Sheriff Forbes and Damon are so tight that he could just ask her to circumvent the law to get him mm. information about people. So... I think she says something like, I owe you one. And he's like, oh, well, speaking of you owing me a favor, you need to check out this Alaric fellow. Like, he's a teacher at the school. There's something just not right about him. I'm getting a gay vibe from him. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming that's not legal here. Yeah. Because your husband no longer lives in town. <laughs> and that means that you're a lesbian. So I totally forgot that at the beginning of, of this conversation, before she even asked for a favor... She's like, oh, Damon, blah, blah. And he just says, have you ever been in love? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he's thinking about Catherine. And and she's like, uh. And he's like, oh, right. You used to be married. Gay husband, right? Oh, yeah. He just, like, brings it right out. And she doesn't, like, find this conversation weird at all. And she just launches into asking him to be a bachelor. I feel like in Mystic Falls, she just must have to deal with that a lot because everybody's all up in everybody's business. Yeah, at least he didn't call her Leslie to her face. <laughs> at least. So, I hope that Sheriff Forbes likes ladies and finds a nice one. That I hope teaches so her how to be nice to her daughter. <laughs> this is the best future we could hope for for Sharon Forbes That's and Caroline. Yes. 
Is that what the originals is about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all, it's a dating show about Sheriff Forbes finding new love. Oh my God. Yes. This sounds like, do you remember those really bad TV shows that were Singled on? Out. Singled Out. Singled Out. Fifth Wheel, mm. Blind Date. There was like a whole bunch of them on like UPN and yeah. stuff. And they I were mean, so my low fav- budget. My favorite dating show of all time is Next. Is that from MTV? Yeah. It's the one where they put five people on a bus. <laughs> yes. And then they wait and one by one go on a date with somebody who can just like eject them at any moment. And the longer they last, the more money they get. <laughs> And they always have, like, three fun facts about themselves. Oh and they're always God. horrible. And it was full of terrible puns. And I got cable in college in my dorm, and I would just watch Next Marathons for hours. That's hilarious. I think I got significantly dumber in college just from watching Next, but I loved it. No, it's so good. And I, I'm like, now that you're talking about it, I just remember, like you know, the person who's hosting the date would be like, well, tell me a fun fact about yourself. And they'd be like, I like skiing. Next! Like, just, like, right in the middle of, like, whatever phrase they were saying. It was so weird. One time a girl got off the bus and the guy immediately said next because her sneakers were too big. Oh, my God. (laughs) I also really liked Room Raiders, where they would shine a black light on somebody's bed and look at all the jizz stains. (laughs) I know. How is that cable appropriate? I don't know. Or like find the girls' vibrators. Parent, so parental scandalous. control, also a classic. Oh, is that where they decide that their child can't date a person anymore and then they have to find them alternate yeah. partners? So like their kid is yes. dating someone they hate and so they send them on a date with a, a guy or a girl of their choosing and then they have to choose between their boyfriend or girlfriend. And the new person. <laughs> and they chose the new person a shockingly high number of times. And, like, the parents are watching the date as it happens. Oh, it's so weird. Along with the boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah! So, like, the parents and the boyfriend or girlfriend would be, like, bantering, like, while yeah. they were watching their significant other and or child, well, or child, go on a date. <laughs> yes, hopefully not and. <laughs> no. That would be an interesting special episode. Oh, the glory days. I'm a, like, if somebody has DVDs or like recordings of these MTV dating shows that you can send my way, please hook a, a friend up. Yes. This sounds like a good afternoon of watching television yes. coming up for us. Absolutely. I don't have cable anymore. I need to get my entertainment where I can. Now all we have on MTV is Teen Mom. Shout out to all the Teen Moms listening. <laughs> Yes, I hope that your lives are okay. <laughs> okay, so I guess we could talk about the Vampire Diaries now. I guess. No, I'm um, just kidding. Yeah, so Damon agrees to do the Bachelor auction. Sheriff Forbes is happy, and she's going to go find information about a lark to bring back to Damon. Yeah. So then we jump back to Trudy's house, where the mm-hmm. mystery man knocks on the door, and she's like, yes, I sent her away. Like, my duty has been fulfilled. And the mystery man is like, let me in. And she says, you can't come in. You're a vampire. I haven't invited you. He says, I'm not a vampire. He busts in. Trudy runs up the stairs and he just throws her to the bottom of the stairs. And she starts head bleeding everywhere. And she doesn't even fall that hard. And like, there's like a pool of blood under her face. Yeah. Like, where's it coming from? Yeah. What happened? Maybe there was like a knife at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, this creepy guy seems like a budget version of like Billy Baldwin. Yes, very true. Especially like the way he talks. 
like you're done now like you oh so yeah she r.i.p trudy we barely knew you uh you served your purpose on the show and in this vampire related scheme so uh fake billy baldwin also insinuates that he's going to take care of elena and make sure she stops prying yikes so that should be fun um, we checked back in with our tomb friend who we kind of forgot existed. Oh, yeah. He's still just been wandering around. He makes it to the town square. He, like, got out of the woods, I guess. And he's just looking around, like, what the fuck is Earth? What are these, like, motorized carriages? And he, like, sees somebody do a trick on a skateboard and he's like, whoa. Yeah, gnarly man. So he's just kind of looking around, and then there's this lady sitting on a bench who, like, stares at him meaningfully. And do we know who she is? No, we've never seen her before. I was like, are we supposed to know her? Like, I've seen this before, and I have no idea who she is. Yeah, we, we didn't see her before that. But that's kind of all that happens here. So they, like, share eye contact, mm-hmm. and we don't check back in, in with them for a while. So I think then we go back to the Salvatore boarding house. Yes, that's right, because Stefan and... Well, Damon is getting ready for the bachelor auction, and Mm -hmm. Elena is going to pick up Stefan. But she walks in on Damon changing, and he is shirtless, and his pants are really low down. They are so low. You can see see the V. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like that we both call it a V, as though it's a vagina. But I thought that that's what the man area was called. It's like like the ridges that point to your D. Yes. The VDD. The VDD. <laughs> hey. It's, that's where our show name came from. Yes, exactly. Anyway, he's hella shirtless. He's not like uh, Stefan shirtless. He's a little like, more just like wiry and skinny. Like Stefan's very thin, but he's like muscly too. But yeah. Damon just has like no muscle definition. He like, looks more human. Really pink nipples. Oh, I didn't notice that. They were really prominent. <laughs> in some of these shots. But Elena's definitely checking out his ass in, like, several moments in this conversation. Yeah, she, like, wants to help him get dressed. Yeah, he, like, pretends he can't button his shirt, and she immediately is like, fine, I'll do it. Like, no argument. <laughs> I know, she's like, be right there. So they have a very close conversation. I don't even remember what they talked about. I think that she brings up her birth mother. Oh, right. Like, she's like, well, I found out that I'm adopted, like... And it's likely that my birth mother mother is dead and is Alaric's wife. And well, she doesn't mention the Alaric part. Oh, okay. But he is like, who cares? She sucks. She left you. I know. Which and at I first it seemed like, like he was being harsh, but then I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, but I felt like it was foreshadowing that Damon knew. I don't think he knew in that conversation. I thought I think he was just trying to have one of his moments where he's like, I get you, Elena. I care. okay, maybe, yeah. I did, yeah, he was Because like you that a remember lot. his face journey later. <laughs> oh, yes. No face journeys in the library. <laughs> yes, so they're like having a moment, and Stefan comes in, and Elena gets this like guilty look on her face, and she's like, Stefan! And she runs away from Damon's bare torso. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Damon finally like tries to put his jacket on. He's like, Oh, I need a bigger jacket. Stefan, maybe you should try some sorority girls and fill out a little bit. And I was like, I mean, he could could use a square meal, but... That's true. Also gross. Yeah, that was nasty. So, uh, Stefan has a conversation with Elena on their way out about the Isabel situation. And he knows at this point that 
like they both know about her being Alaric's wife. Stefan knows that Damon killed her, mm-hmm. but he doesn't tell Elena. Ugh, and I'm like, how many times do we have to go through this? Stefan's like always trying to hide shit from Elena, and then being it never like, ends I wanted well. to tell you. <laughs> no, you didn't. Ask minus. Have told her in the first place. Good lord. Go back to go back to the Statue of Liberty's torch and dance with Bon Jovi. I will never forget that. Neither uh, will Bon Jovi. <laughs> so I think then we leave Stefan and Damon to discuss, and we hop over to the grill. Right? Um, no, I think actually Stefan and Damon have their conversation then where Stefan shows him the picture of Isabel and is like, oh. are you sure you don't know her? And he's like, why the fuck are you asking me about this lady? Like, what the fuck? This is so random. There must be somebody else who's, like, making you ask. But he still refuses to give any information. That's right. I forgot about that. And Stefan's being, like, really obvious about it. Yeah, like, Stefan, play it cool, man. Seriously. But then we go back to the Mystic Girl for the Bachelor auction. Because the only places events take place on the show are at the school, in the woods by the the (laughs) ruins of the church, Slash cemetery girl. There's nowhere else. No, that's it. They need like a town function hall or something. I know they need the third space, but they don't have one besides the Mystic Girl. (laughs) So it seems like Caroline is checking everybody into the event. Mm -hmm. So she's standing up at the front with Matt when Julie Cooper walks in and Elena's hanging out with Matt and Caroline as well. So Julie Cooper comes up and and Caroline is like, oh, hi, Mrs. Donovan. So good to see you. And Elena's like, hey, Kelly, what up, girl? And they hug. Mm-hmm. And Julie Cooper is like, Elena, why did you break my son's heart? He was so upset. But don't worry, he's got a backup now. And then look straight at Caroline. What a bee. I know. Holy crap. I, like, cannot believe how awful she is. I know. It's insane. And it's like, you kind of understand Matt a little bit now. Yeah, if he's had to put up with this, like, bullshit. Yeah. Not that it excuses him being an asshole, it just explains it. Yes. So, that is a lovely relationship in the making. She also starts talking about how she really hopes she doesn't get Bachelor number three, because she dated him in high school and he has a small dick. (laughs) Oh yeah, she just came right out there and said that. So that's fun. Uh, I don't know how if like bachelor auctions are a real thing in the real world, but like my idea of them would be that there would be bachelors and people would bid on them. But apparently, this is just oh, a raffle. Yeah. They all buy tickets and then each one is raffled off. So like you don't even necessarily get anybody, let alone the one that you want, because there's only five bachelors in the auction. Yeah, I feel like all of the other TV bachelor auctions that I've seen has been an actual auction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't really get that. Including the one on Gilmore Girls. Or was that a bachelorette auction? That was a basket Oh, the basket bidding. They had a, a, like, bachelorette auction on Arrested Development when Lindsay came from the wetlands. (laughs) Oh, yes. And they had one in One Tree Hill with Uh, the basketball players. Okay. Yeah, I don't get it. This must be just something that they made up for TV that we're confused and thinking. Like, I want to buy a person. No, I don't. That's called slavery. (laughs) Like, are you expected to have sex with the person? Because that's what Julie Cooper is insinuating. I know. She was Or maybe she just doesn't know how to go on a date without fucking the guy. Oh, girl. Like, 
Truth bombs yeah. falling over here. So she's being delightful. Uh, the auction gets started, and we have two random guys who don't have lines. The third guy with the small penis, who we learn is a plumber. Uh, Mayor Lockwood's wife, Carol, uh, is the MC of the event, and she is not hiding like how gross she thinks it is that he's a plumber. She's like, well, I guess we can always use more plumbers in the world. I know. It was so awkward. Ugh. And I forgot earlier, before the auction started, she was like having a flirty conversation with Damon again. Oh, yeah, because they like had a little thing at the Halloween party, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, I already have this date plan. It'll be really romantic and isolated and blah, blah, blah. She's like, ooh, maybe I should buy a ticket. And he tells her that she could just rig it for herself. And it's, like, getting severe up in there. Like, she yeah. starts, like, looking down at his lips. Like, are you for real? Because I'm ready to go. <laughs> She's like, you like, just say the word. My husband is nowhere to be with. seen. He's off at a retreat with our son, probably. So, yeah. The auction, it's those two guys, the plumber with a small dick. <laughs> Alaric and Damon. So Sorry, yeah, every time you say a plumber with a small dick, I just like can't stop laughing. I mean, that's all we know about this guy. It is. So uh, Carol Lockwood then moves on to Alaric and is like, "So what do you do?" And he's like, "I'm a teacher at the school." And she's like, "What do you teach?" And he's like, "History." She's like, "Tell us a fun fact about Mystic Falls." And and like he looks over at Damon. I'm like, please just say it's full of murderous vampires, but he just stands there awkwardly. Yeah, he like starts mumbling some bullshit, and then it's awkward for everyone. Yeah. And Mrs. Lockwood is like, oh, I'm sure he's just saving all the good banter for your date. Ha 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 ha. Woof. And then she moves on to her boyfriend, Damon. Yes. So Damon like just starts laying it on. So they have like a mini interview. Um, and Damon essentially just starts talking about how he met like this is in front of the whole crowd yeah how he met Alaric's wife about how they went out for drinks and about how she was delicious like that's not a way that a normal human would describe another human unless they were drinking their blood like you did not pass this conversation stealthily Damon like everybody's wondering what the fuck is up yeah it or, was or like, probably not they're like is there an animal in the distance <laughs> call the animal control <laughs> And Alaric is like, what the fuck? And then Elena's watching and she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So like Damon has just like lost all like pretense of pretending that he's not a vampire at this point. Yeah. And he's trying to throw Alaric under the bus in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. So Elena kind of storms out and Stefan follows her and she's like, you knew that he killed her. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? And he actually says the words, I wanted to tell you. For the 900th time. You did not want to tell her. You wanted to not tell her and for her to never find out. Yeah, you wanted to wait until Damon was quote unquote more stable. Um, Excuse me, you've known him for however many hundred years. Like, you know that he's never going to be stable. Yeah. So you need to make a choice whether you want to be honest with Elena or whether you want to protect Damon. Because it seems like you can't have it both ways. Nope. (sighs) Good lord. Yeah. So she's like, that is a dumb excuse. How dare you? And he's like, well, I just wanted to believe, just like you did, that maybe Damon could be better after this whole Catherine thing. But yeah. So he's just playing to her emotions to explain why he gets to be a dick. Yeah. And it's not right. Nope. So we go back to the auction. Uh, first, you guys get auctioned off back uh, off screen. Uh, small dick to plumber. <laughs> 
goes to Julie Cooper, who's already uh, had that disappointment in her life. Of but course. then Mrs. Lockwood says some remark like, oh, I'm sure you and the plumber will have a great time together, Kelly. Oh, yeah. And I, I you know, I don't want to like to get this extreme, but I wrote in my notes, Mrs. Lockwood is a C word. Oh, she is. She is. I believe it. Remember how she treated Vicky when yeah. Tyler brought her to the founder's party? Yep. So she there's, like, is. some beef between all the moms. Yeah. I, and they're all kind of dicks. It's true. Ooh, is that what the originals is about? Is <laughs> all the moms of yes. Mystic Falls? It's like the real housewives of Mystic Falls. Yes. Love it. Uh, so while Elena and Stefan are outside having their argument, Elena notices fake Billy Baldwin. She's like, I saw that guy outside of Trudy's house. What the hell? So she kind of goes back inside. We see that uh, Aunt Jenna has won a lark by some crazy coincidence. Oh, yeah. And Mrs. Lockwood has, in fact, rigged it so that she wins Damon. Of course. We don't expect anything less from that bitch. But Damon has disappeared, and so she can't claim him. And as he's, like, leaving the room, he runs into Elena. She's like, did you enjoy that, you asshole, blah, blah, blah. And she drops the bomb that Isabel was her mom. And this is when he goes on the face journey. Like, yeah. at first he looks confused, then he looks shocked, then he looks sorrowful, then he looks angry. And this was in the span of, like, two seconds. Yeah. Like, he just goes there. Yeah. He's obviously feeling like shit about it. Yeah. Because Elena's, like, the only person in the world he actually likes. I know. It's kind of sad. It's very depressing. Like, your ex-girlfriend's probably great, great, great doppelganger granddaughter is the only person in the world that you like and she hates you and you because you killed her birth mother yeah so that's cute i still think that there's like something bigger going on with like damon's knowledge of isabel and like the parent like her biological parent car crash like i think that this is going to be a mystery that will unravel throughout the seasons i can't put my finger on it quite yet but that's my prediction well everybody's had a really great time at this party uh, all the couples, except for, I guess, Damon and Mary Lockwood's wife, enjoy themselves. Uh, we check back in with Matt, who is bringing his mom home, and she's wasted. She's crunk. And I almost cried in this scene, because Matt is just being really nice to his mom. She's being, like, weepy and drunk, like, I'm a terrible mother, oh my god. Yeah. He's like, no, you're not, mom, you're gonna be fine. And I'm not going to leave. And I was like, oh, I kind of feel bad for Matt now. Like, he has this hot mess of a mom. And, like, he's and she, trying. She's I like, think. you're all I have left. It was really sad. Little and do you know like, how true that is. R.E.P. Vicky. <laughs> I know. And Matt's like, what about Pete? Which I guess is her boyfriend or whatever. And she's like, Pete left. It's my fault. It always is. And Matt is really nice and comforting for her. Yeah. For sure. And it's very sad. Yeah, it just goes to show, like, the dichotomy between how men treat their mothers and, mm. like, how they treat women that they interact with. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You can crawl out of this abyss of shitty personhood, Matt. You can do it. I believe in you. I don't have that much faith, but <laughs> we'll see. Oh, man. So we kind of zoom away from that, and Damon's, like, hanging out. I, where is he? Is he at home? <laughs> 
He's in I front of a fireplace. Yeah, somehow. I don't know. It's not at the Mystic Grill. It's in some kind of fancy looking room. I feel like it must be the boarding house. Yeah, it didn't and look Alaric like it, just though. busts in, and he's just holding a steak. And Damon's like, "Are you fucking stupid?" Which is a very legitimate reply. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? It's like, maybe just make your move and not like creep around and let him know that you're here. I know. Like, hide your steak, man. What were you thinking? So they like have a little fight where Damon talks about how uh, Isabel came to him. She wanted more out of life. She wasn't happy. And he turned her into a vampire. And he slept with her. Yeah, he was dropping truth bombs. He's like, I slept with her because I liked her, but I turned her because she begged me. I was just like, oh, shit. And I'm like, newsflash, that kind of gets uh, glossed over. Damon has fucked Elena's mom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See, I didn't even put two and two together. That's gross. Do you think that he could be lying? Just to get Alaric pissed off? It's possible, but I also would not put it past him. No, me neither. I mean, he was a free agent. Yeah. But awkward in retrospect. So they, like, spar. Obviously, Alaric is no match for Damon. He plunges the stake into Alaric's chest and is like, no, I'm going to watch you die, you dumbass. And he sits back with a bourbon. Yep. And the seven comes home and is like, what happened? He's, like, not even that freaked out. He's just like, really? He's, like, so used to, like, all these dead bodies that, like, Damon scatters about the town that he's just used to it at this yeah. point. So I think Damon kind of walks away when Stefan comes in. and oh, yeah. He's like, you'll take care of this, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what he says. Ugh. So Stefan goes over to Alaric and, like, seems, like, a little upset. But it looks like Alaric is just, like, dead as a doornail. Yeah. But slowly his fingers start twitching and then he's just kind of like gasps and he's awake again. And we're kind of like, what the fuck? Alaric? Like, what happened to me? Yeah. He's like, I remember being stabbed. Yeah. And now he's just fine and he's not even bleeding at all. Yeah. And Stefan's like, he, somebody must have given you vampire blood. Damon must have turned you. Uh, but then we have another flashback of the golden years of Alaric and Isabel's marriage and this is the part, I think, where she's, you know, saying she's a terrible wife or whatever. But she gives him his gaudy-ass ring and is like, this is a token of my love. You got to wear it all the time and it'll protect you. And Alaric's like, uh, thanks, Sonny. And she kind of tells him, oh, if people ask why you're wearing such an ugly piece of shit, just tell them it's a family heirloom. Uh, but yeah, definitely wear it all the time. And now we kind of go back to the present, and Alaric's like, whoa, the ring saved me. Which seems like a leap, but it's also true. So yeah, the, Stefan the says something along the line so that um, it's impossible, but yeah. I think that he, Stefan doesn't think know that shit. Stefan would know that that's possible. He has a gaudy-ass ring that protects him from the sun. Why couldn't Alaric <laughs> have a gaudy-ass ring that protected him from death? Good point. That seems totally like you could get it at the vampire dollar store. Exactly. So Alaric is now alive. He apparently has an immortality ring of some sort. Uh, We kind of leave them to ponder that and go to Elena, who has this, like, terrible picture frame with a picture of her with her parents. But the frame just says memories. (laughs) Yes, I was laughing at that, too. (laughs) And then she pulls out, oh, we've totally skipped the part with Billy Baldwin. Oh, shit. This is real. Okay, so that was me rewinding a tiny bit. Um, When they're outside of the grill and Elena's like, I know that man. She pops back inside for a minute, but then comes back out. 
and Billy Baldwin comes over and he's I forget what he says to them. He's like, stop looking. Oh, she doesn't want to know you. Yeah, and it's clear that he's talking about Isabel, and they're kind of like, what? Like, what are you talking about, man? And he's like, my work here is done, and just fucking steps in front of a bus and then gets run over real fast. It was like the scene in Mean Girls when Regina George gets run over by the bus. But he did it on purpose because he was compelled. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. And Elena just kind of low-key steals the corpse's cell phone. Yeah, she's like not even freaked out by death and destruction anymore. She just like goes and grabs the cell phone real quick. Yeah. And then Stefan's like, let's get out of here. As if nobody just saw that they... They were just witnesses to a death. They yeah. have to like give statements. Come on. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if the animal control rolled up and they didn't know what to do with this situation. <laughs> Too true. Uh, so later, Elena pulls out the memories picture, and she also pulls out the pil- uh, pilfered phone, and she wants to look at what the last number that called it was. And she calls it back, and Isabel answers. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my gosh. Shit's getting real. And she's like, Billy Baldwin, did something go wrong? Did you find her? <laughs> and Elena just says, Isabel? And she hangs up. Oh, Lord. Motherfucker. Yeah, so we, yeah, that's how one, that's how we leave Elena on the episode without her biological parents and her birth mom just straight up hung up on her and compelled someone to get her off her trail. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, Elena. Maybe next week. So in our last scene of the episode, we go back to our friend Harper, the mm-hmm. uh, dormant vampire from the tomb. And he rolls up to this house and knocks on the door and some lady answers and she's like, Pearl, like your friend is here. It's the lady from the town square. Earlier. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I don't know. She must be a fellow vampire. because She can't invite him in. But like, where did she come from? Was she in the tomb too? And she just got there first. I don't get it. I don't get Maybe it either. Maybe we'll find out next week. They don't explain it to us in this episode yeah. for sure. But Pearl is like, welcome. I'm so glad you found us. And then she like brings out this middle-aged lady who apparently owns the house and who they have compelled (laughs) and she's like mrs what's your name will you please invite my friend in yeah she's like any friend of pearls is a friend of mine come on in and so anna's there too pearl apparently has some kind of boarding house or vampires going on and they're all convening for who knows what yeah i was happy to see pearl and anna again because i didn't think we would see them after they kind of left in the last episode Mm -hmm. so that was good yeah and yeah, that's how we leave it. So we've got another kind of pack of vampires brewing and yep. just family shit is getting real for Elena. Elena's mom is back in the mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, so who did we want to punch? I feel like there's a lot of choices in this episode, yeah. but I have to go with Julie Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, are you serious right now? It was so bad. She's horrible. (laughs) Way worse than Julie Cooper. Way worse than Julie Cooper. Oh, and I think that we might have actually skipped over a part um, at the Mystic Grill when she's leaving with the plumber. And she tells Caroline, like... Because Caroline's like, oh, thanks for coming. I hope you have a good time. Yeah. And she's like, I can't stand your fakeness. Like, you're fake just like your mother. And... And I don't like, like you. Yeah, that's what she says. Oh, my gosh. To a child. Yeah, she's 16, and this woman is, like, jealous of the girl who's dating her son. Oh, my God. She's the worst. It's gross. So, yeah, she was definitely my punch. How about you? 
I would punch her. I would mm-hmm. also punch Carol Lockwood because she was a real asshole. Oh, yeah. She was a very bad MC for this event because she did not make anybody sound good except for the, like, 21-year-old that she wanted to fuck in front of her husband. <laughs> I know. She was just like, oh, who wants to go out with this plumber? And, like, the guy was not bad-looking. No, Apparently he was Apparently he's really not packing much, but... He has a well-paying job. Plumbers make money. Trades are important. Yeah. So fuck you, Carol Lockwood, you snob. Indeed. So that brings me to my next question, Claire. Why are men? Who the fuck even knows? I don't... Why is Matt Donovan... We kind of learned why Matt Donovan is this week. Yeah. He wasn't as horrible as usual, but he still, like, had his little moments. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Damon was definitely a wireman this week with yeah, his rape with the orgy. sorority orgy that he was going to compel them to forget. And just, like, using the memory of Alaric's wife to, like, taunt him. Like, oh, I slept with your property. Yeah. And you weren't man enough for her. Like, she's a human being. Well, she was. <laughs> <laughs> Show some respect. Uh, I know. It was, like, really disappointing all around. And then, of course, Stefan again. Oh, about how he wanted to tell Elena all the secrets that he's been purposefully hiding from yeah. her? <sighs> yeah. It was bad. Like, half of our main men were not even on this episode, and yet men were still horrible. Yeah, it just... It, there's a theme of, like we've talked about many times before, of the men in this show using women as pawns to, like, get to each other. Mm-hmm. Um we see that with Elena and, and Stefan and Damon quite frequently. And now we see it with Isabel and Damon and Alaric. And it just goes on and on. It's not cute. Not good. Get it together, men. Be better. Be less why. <laughs> Answer our questions. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> so let's not dwell on them anymore. They're not worth it. All right, sounds good. So, who should have done it? Who should have done it? All right, hear me out on this one. Damon and Claire Lockwood, so that Damon Carol Carol oh, not me. <laughs> How dare you besmirch my name? I didn't mean to. I legit thought they were saying Claire, and not Carol. No, I think I might have had one too many adult beverages whilst uh, recording. You were drinking? Never. Okay, so I want Damon and Carol Lockwood to do it so that Damon can myrtle... Myrtleize her? (laughs) Myrtleize her, yes. Exactly. Okay. You know, there's obviously a vibe there. They might as well just put their money where their mouths are. Yes, or maybe she'll Put their money where their genitals are. That would be cool. That would be cool. Maybe they'll kill each other and both go into dust. Oh, shit. Suicide pact. Yes. Who should have done it for you? <laughs> well, you're going to also have to hear me out here. Okay. The police are coming because <laughs> the they already hate what I'm about to say. Yes. It ain't right. Uh, officer, I confess, I wanted Damon and Alaric to do it. Oh. Because they're like being all macho about Isabel. Cut out the middle woman. Do it. Like, Alaric seemed like he was hitting on Damon at one point. Maybe Damon was interested. Then Alaric goes... 
gets Damon alone in a dark room by a fireplace and wants to plunge his stake into Damon's body. Oh. Like, that is a metaphor, <laughs> yes. if ever I saw one. You read into that symbolism. They wrestle around a little bit. They basically fucked in that room. Yeah. And, you know, le petit more, the little death. <laughs> Alaric died a little. Yes. It's all just a fucking metaphor, guys. They're doing it. <laughs> They're doing it hard. Sorry, Aunt Jenna. Oh, yeah. Sorry, girl. <laughs> For so many things. <laughs> So I guess that's who metaphorically did it, but also who should have done it. Yes, I agree with that for yeah. sure. So closing thoughts. Um, I mentioned to you during the episode, I talked to my mom this week and she shared with me that she watched the first couple episodes. Because she wants to listen to this podcast. Sorry, mom. But this is who I am. <laughs> Moms everywhere are welcome to listen to this yes. podcast. I don't but think my mom has. The one thing that she said was that she's having a hard time getting into it because Nina Dobrev looks too old to play Elena. And I'm pretty sure she's actually pretty young. And I'm going to look this up right now. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that the men look older than Elena. Oh, yeah. I think Aunt Jenna and Elena look the same age, though. Yeah, that's kind of true. Oops. Way to go, Beth. How old is Nina Dobrev.com? <laughs> Where I feel are like you, she's Wikipedia? probably our age. Wait, let me guess her age I think she's in 2010. Younger than us. In 2010, I guess that Nina Dobrev was 20. Okay, in 2010, she was 21. Okay. I think. I, if I can do math. She was born in 1989, so she's Rosa's age. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, she's Bulgarian-Canadian? Yeah. That's good. Her full name is Nikolina Konstantinova Dobreva. Yes, Nina Dobrev, get it. Yeah. Uh, Ekaterina Petrovna Zemolchkova, for those of you who watch Drag Race. Um, But yes, I shared with my mom that the actor who plays Jeremy Gilbert is actually older than Nina Dobrev. Oh, interesting. So, sorry, mom, you were wrong. She's not too old to play a high school student. (laughs) Sorry, mom. In like three months, if you finally listen to this episode, you burnt. <laughs> you'll you'll be sassed, Mrs. Haley. Sorry. <laughs> we love you. Come on the show. Yes. Oh my gosh. So we've had some more guest star requests. So I think maybe within the next couple episodes, have we? we have um, our good pal Lindsay would like to make an appearance on the show for yes. a particular episode. And um, I know my sisters want a guest star mm-hmm. too when they're in town, hopefully in August. I've been trying to get my sisters to commit to me on the show, but they're not as interested because they've never watched the show. <laughs> That's what's funny about it. It I would know. be hilarious to have someone who, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> has never watched the show. I thought so. I'm getting very riled up just <laughs> thinking about all of our future guest stars. Yes, we, we anticipate having guests again in the future. It's not just the one off with Mike who defended Jeremy. Ugh, speaking of Jeremy, my worst fear is that next episode we'll get like a double dose because he wasn't <laughs> in this one at all. <laughs> Let's hope not. Yes. Uh, so I think it was a pretty good episode. People were infuriating. I wanted to punch a lot of people, but yeah. it had some good action and truth bombs. I also like when the show has like something grounded in like teenage drama. Yeah. Like the the bachelor auction. I like when mm. it has something like that in addition to all the supernatural things. It, yeah. Those episodes It feels are really like a normal high school show in some ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I li- I like that. I'm very interested to see how this Isabel thing plays out though, mm. for sure. Yes, very fascinating. What's the deal, Isabel? Why'd you hire a weird man to keep 
Like, and, okay. To stalk your daughter. To stalk your daughter. And has he just been waiting outside of Trudy's house for, like, the past 16 years waiting for Elena to show up? I think he was the one she was texting from the kitchen to tell him that she was there. Yeah, but, like... Or maybe she texted Isabel and she compelled some guy and sent him over. Oh, maybe that, too. I don't know. It just seemed like he got there too fast. Like, he was waiting. Like, yeah. It was weird. It's a very weird situation, but this is what happens when you abandon your baby, run away, and become a vampire. Yeah, you're just asking for weird things to happen to you at that point. Yep. You clearly have strange ways of making decisions. (laughs) No judgment. If you don't want a baby, don't have a baby. That's been your public service announcement of the day. I love it. Well, on that note, let's wrap up with Mystic Follows, uh, where you can find us on social media. Uh, we are on both Facebook and Tumblr uh, with the name The VD Diaries. That's right. We are also on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. Yes, very easy to remember. <laughs> you can find us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Every week we ask for ratings and reviews and you don't listen to us. And that's okay. <laughs> Live your lives. No, you leave us a review before I have I'm to doing compel reverse you psychology. to do one. Before I have to compel you to do one, people. Yeah, if you don't, we'll compel you to step in front of a bus. All yeah. right, that's a threat. That's going to be real. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have regrets. You're going to wish you left us five reviews. You're going to wish that you created separate Apple IDs so you could make us mm-hmm. so many reviews. And then a teenage girl's going to steal your phone from your not even dead cor- or cold corpse. <laughs> not even dead corpse. <laughs> That would be a, a good, like, emo band. Yes. Name. Not even Dead Corpse. I love it. Yes. So, save your life, self-preservation, rate us and review us, even if it's zero stars, and you suck. Snow Dad's better than No Dad. <laughs> Indeed. Good night, everybody. Mozzarella. <laughs>